And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with us today is Pastor Ben Miller. He's pastor of Trinity Church on Long Island in Syosset, New York. Uh, pastor Ben, it's great to have you with us today. It is always a pleasure to be here, Dan. Thank you. You're a special friend, and uh, for various reasons, one of which is you're our son's pastor, son and daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. and um, it's been hard with uh, COVID because people, oh. um, you're not seeing them as much perhaps in church, but hopefully they're still logging in and watching remotely <laughs> and worshiping remotely with God's people. Um, that's similar the case from my wife and me, because mm-hmm. um, there's a newborn in our family now from another son, and sometimes yeah. we have to babysit, and we really didn't want to bring COVID germs into that uh, very yeah. young infant's life. So we've been trying yeah. to be very careful there. So on a Sunday in our home, um, we actually tune into two or three services, believe it or not, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you are you are one of them. <laughs> so uh, we kind of follow you guys from afar, and we, we always appreciate what you're doing there. One of the sermons not too long ago, um, you mentioned um, the subject of heaven, and of course, um, that's <laughs> that's an important subject to Christians. Um, uh, it's been almost a year since I lost my dad and you think a lot about mm-hmm. these things when when you lose yeah. um a loved one particularly when they're close to you and i have the confidence that my dad went into the immediate presence of christ mm-hmm. as his you know his spirit did and yet his mm-hmm. body is uh still in the grave uh, i can go mm-hmm. visit the cemetery read the tombstone and know okay my my dad's remains are there but but He's actually gone. His spirit is gone in, yep. in, in the immediate presence of Christ. Um, that's an easy one to kind of get our arms around, but I'd like to talk about heaven a little bit more, because I, my feeling, Pastor Ben, is that sometimes we have um, uh, feelings, uh, you know, touchy-feeling <laughs> feelings that yeah. that we've kind of grown up with, we really like, but they're no more than just the feelings of the world, and they're not necessarily yeah grounded in Scripture. So can you get us talking, started today, talking a little bit about this rather large subject of heaven? It's Yeah, it's not just large, it's really mysterious. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you just quickly find yourself in territory where you're, you're grasping a little bit uh, for language. So, um, Obviously, the Bible opens up with God creating the heavens and the earth. And now, people who were reading the book of Genesis had never seen space travel. They had never seen photographs of the earth. They, they saw the world as it looks from here. And so for them, there would have been this understanding that there are, there's more than one dimension of reality. Um, in the heavens, the physical heavens, there were these great lights, you know, and the stars, and there was this vast expanse above us that we look up to, and these were physical symbols of a a reality that is beyond us and over us. But I think one of the things that's happened in, so now jumping to our own time, I think one of the things that's happened in popular Christian and even just sort of cultural imagination, is that 
the teachings of Scripture regarding heaven um, have have maybe been modeled a little bit too much <laughs> on a spatial conception of the relationship between heaven and earth, a little bit like the physical heavens in Genesis. Um, we kind of think of heaven as kind of the top floor that we get to go up to. Someday. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't want to put it. I don't want to put it too clumsily, but I think that's kind of how most people, you know, kind of think about heaven. You know, they will literally speak of God as, you know, upstairs. And I think a lot of us have this idea that heaven is kind of like this other place. It's this other, almost space. And somehow, when you're done with this world, this space, and you've kind of lived your life here, then you go up. You go upstairs. <laughs> I think. I think that that's actually deeply wrong. It's, it's a little bit understandable, because the Bible very early on does speak about the heavens, the physical heavens above the earth. But, but when the Bible talks about heaven, as, as you begin to kind of move through the Bible, you realize that those physical heavens are a, a, they're kind of a symbol of something that is not actually up there or out there in some kind of spatial way. Um. In fact, I, I'm going to use another clumsy word picture. Heaven, perhaps, could be thought of not so much as the upstairs of your house, but almost, and this is very clumsy, almost like the Wi-Fi hmm. in your house. <laughs> like, you don't say, I'm going to go to, I'm going to, go to the Wi-Fi. Uh, the Wi-Fi is another dimension of reality that is not at all spatial. It kind of fills the space that you're living in, but it's also beyond it. And it does have this sort of sense that it's above us in that it kind of, you know, dictates our lives in a lot of ways, makes a lot of things possible that would not be possible if all we had was the physical stuff in our space. Mm -hmm. And so when, you know, when the Bible talks about heaven, what it's really speaking of very often is heaven is a, it's a way for us to think about God's reality, hmm. God's presence, God's rule, which is actually here. I mean, it's, God is, God's presence and rule are fully operative in the world, but they're operative as kind of another dimension of reality. It's not like God isn't, you know, it's not like God, it's not like you can go find God physically, or find, you know, God's, God's presence or his rule physically located somewhere. It's everywhere, but it's also, and this is why I think the, the physical model of the, he the physical heavens over the earth can help us, God's presence and rule is also, it's in creation, but it's also in a very profound way beyond it and above it, because God is Lord over, crea over mm -hmm. creation. So let me just pause there. I, I think what we're trying to, to wrestle with then, when, like when Jesus comes and he says, the kingdom from heaven is among you. It's at hand. It has arrived. What he's basically saying is that with me, actually now physically, as the, the king, the, the, the God in flesh, I'm here as God from heaven, king, the king of heaven and earth, I'm here to bring God's presence and rule right here among you. Now, it's significant then that Jesus eventually, after his resurrection, goes back <laughs> to the Father. <laughs> he kind of steps through that curtain into that other dimension again, because he wants to fill the world with the presence and rule of God's spiritually, because that's what the kingdom from heaven is. It's spiritual, and it 
it fills all of creation with the glory of God. So let me just pause there and see if I'm making any sense. Yeah, at all. That, that's it's obviously. Yeah, that that's very helpful. Um, yeah, we certainly see the physical heavens. Um, I'm just peeking out a back window here, and I mm-hmm. I see a, a shed and some snow, and it's a <laughs> not very bright out right now, but. Um, and then, and then I see the skies. I mean, if I could walk outside, I could see the skies, and all of that. And I like your your connection that um, they're since the beginning they've been kind of symbols of a reality that's yeah. um, of another space, another dimension, um, not necessarily physically above us. Uh, it's not like mm-hmm. the astronauts can go up and right. and 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 pierce and go into God's heaven, not at all, mm-hmm. um, right. but um, God is all and in all, so I kind of like the analogy of the Wi-Fi, and yes, you're right, it may be clumsy, but maybe it helps us kind of grasp it a bit more. Um, and Can I say one more thing about it, just, yeah. just while, we're, while we're here? I think this also helps us get away from the idea that heaven is a destination. Mm. Because one of the things that happens with this kind of spatial model, like heaven's upstairs, is you also have this idea that heaven, you go upstairs when you're done living downstairs. And that, I think, is actually, again, really not how the Bible speaks about heaven. Now, there is, mm. there is this reality that when our bodies and souls are separated, so this, this thing that <laughs> you have and I have and all people have that we call the soul... It's, it's a real part of our being that is not physical. When that is removed from the body, and the body is now what we call dead, the Bible clearly says that that soul is, for those who believe in Jesus, immediately in the presence of Christ. Right. But it's not as if your souls kind of drift away off in, you know, beyond the atmosphere <laughs> and eventually kind of wind up in heaven, um, you know, that better place, we call it. Um, there are me, you know, your, spirit, your your soul doesn't actually occupy space because it's not physical. It's just immediately with God, with right. Jesus. And we could have an interesting conversation another time about how one day our bodies. So the idea is not that we end up living in heaven forever. I've actually told people this: you're not going to live in heaven forever, and they look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, that's, that's just very. It's plainly biblical. We're going to live in resurrected bodies in the new heavens and new earth, where heaven and earth once again live in complete friendship with each other. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. And so, um, in a way, it's proper, I think, to think of, quote-unquote, heaven as a a temporary place, really, because there's going to be a new heavens and new earth, and um, um, there's also something going on right now. You mentioned earlier that Jesus, um, after his ascension, he rules and he reigns. And so, wow, is that true? He's having, you know, somebody might say, is that true? How could that possibly be? But he's having an effect right now in history. And he, he holds history, and he will determine the end of this particular part of history um, in his timing— and there's some things that he tells us what he's going to do prior to the end of this part of history. Yeah. So 
you know, kind of just a, a real brief run through that story. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it is. You know, orig- originally God made human beings to be the creatures in whom heaven and earth sort of coexisted in friendship. You know, we we were to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. You know, God rules our Father in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God rules in this spiritual realm, which is everywhere. But he wanted that rule to take shape through humans ruling the earth. Well, that all got messed up with sin. And then there's war between heaven and earth. You know, human beings are actually at war with the God of heaven. So when Jesus comes, and there's a lot that could be said about the Old Testament and how that fits in, but when Jesus comes, he comes as the last Adam to once again be that true man through whom the God of heaven rules on earth. And what's interesting is, you know, when he, when he is resurrected from the dead and he takes on a heavenly body, a body that is capable of living in perfect communion with heaven and earth, it's not tied to the earth and being dragged down to the earth to die like our present bodies are, but it's, it's this other kind of body that can both walk in heaven and walk on earth, <laughs> which is so interesting. <laughs> is. But then he, he goes to be with the Father, you know, goes to be, I'm using that language, but he's with the Father, and he pours out the Holy Spirit to enter into human hearts all around the world, and in these new humans, made new by grace, God's rule from heaven, God's presence. You know, I've often defined the kingdom of God as it's God's presence with his people in his place for his purposes. That's the kingdom from heaven on earth. Could you say that one more time? So God's presence with his people in his place for his purposes. Well, now by the Holy Spirit, God's presence is with his people we don't just have to go find the physical Jesus. He, his spirit is within God's people everywhere, and his spirit is working throughout the world. And so every place where these people are is now God's place. Hmm. And his purposes are being worked out there. And so the kingdom from heaven is filling the earth. And this is Jesus' work by the Holy right. Spirit. And it will fill the world with the glory of God, we're told. Till the, like the waters fill the ocean, God's will fill the world with his glory. That's, that's what the kingdom from heaven is doing now. You know, I hear that, and I believe it. But I wonder how many people believe that. I mean, that that yeah. some people might say, oh, that takes too much faith, or God doesn't really intend that, does he? But the Scripture says he does. Well, and I think, you know, we've spoken about this before. I think part of what makes that seem implausible to people, I think, is, is perhaps just that the, God's heavenly time frame is just, just so different from ours. I mean, hmm. Peter describes it in terms of, you know, God who is not... God, who, unlike us, is not limited by time and space. You know, a day is a thousand years, a thousand years is a day with him. Right. He just doesn't feel the drag of time. So, <laughs> you know, it's not that this kingdom from heaven, you know, suddenly just blasts into the world, you know, and, and just cataclysmically changes things. It is, you know, the Bible describes it as a mustard seed growing, the little stone becoming a mountain, the trickling right. waters filling the the world. It's it's an organic process, but it surely is real. Yes, yes. Well, today we're talking with Pastor Ben Miller, and uh, he pastors Trinity Church in Syosset, New York, and he's one of the several services we are able to take in remotely. 
uh, these past months because of COVID and lockdown and a new baby, new grandson. And so um, we're familiar with this dear brother. And we're talking today about heaven and what the Bible has to say about heaven. So where do we go from here, Pastor Ben? Well, I, um, first of all, this is my, let me recommend someone to read on this. Dallas Willard, um, in his very helpful book, The Divine Conspiracy, does some of the finest work um, I've read on just kind of exploring what we've been talking about. Uh, that might be something worth checking out for people. But I think one of the things that we can sort of begin to move to as we think about heaven this way is a, I guess I'd say two things. One is obviously a, a real hope, <laughs> you know, that yeah. the, the chief end of human beings is to live in unhindered, uninterrupted, unveiled, unobstructed fellowship with our Father in Heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, Heaven is not this distant, far out there place where we, you know, imagine going and sitting on a cloud, and, you know, we've talked about this, sort of strumming our harps with our little mm-hmm. golden crowns on. It, heaven, to, 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 walk with, to walk with God forever, to be in His heavenly presence in a renewed world with no obstruction, we will, as the Bible speaks, but we will see Him face to face. That that glorious, ultimate conclusion and, and consummation of, of God's purposes for creation should give us just undying hope. And the fact that even death only puts us in the presence of Jesus until that can happen, that itself should bring just tremendous joy for us. Mm. But with that hope in view, I think that this view of the kingdom from heaven helps us begin to get our teeth into real life here and now. Because I honestly, Dan, I think a lot of Christians are just waiting for the lifeboat that takes them off to heaven. Yes. When they when they die. Or when quote unquote Jesus comes back. Yes. I mean I, I hear this I hear this all the time. And and the more I hear it, the more I think I just think this has misunderstood the Bible. I mean, I, I yeah. hope that's not too strong. I, I, um, no, I think you're right. And um, I was reminded, uh, quite surprisingly, I was preparing some readings for On the Air, um, some prayers, and and I, and my wife had reminded me there's this uh, book of common worship that has some prayers, and I was selectively choosing some of them, uh, and she was reading also. And I came across... Numerous times, but one in particular um, I came across um, said this. It said, Eternal God, your Son Jesus Christ, now exalted as Lord of all, pours out his gifts on the church. Grant us that unity which your Spirit gives. Keep us in the bond of peace and bring all creation to worship before your throne. Yes. For you live yes. and reign one God forever and ever. Amen. So uh, this is nothing novel, what you are mentioning here. In fact, it's been um, in in the language of the church for, for mm-hmm. hundreds of years. So I appreciate yeah. it. Well, re- related to that prayer, one of the things that I said, I think, in the sermon you're referencing was that in, in the Bible, heaven is not so much a place to which as it's, as it's a realm from which. Mm. 
you know, it's because God is ultimate reality, and creation literally sprung from his word. Life comes from him. The farther things get away from God, the more de- dead they are. The closer they get to God, the more alive they are. Oh, that is God so is true. Oh, that is so, so true. So, so, to, so to, to say, thy will be done on earth, this just means, God, your heavenly life and reality, you know, may it just burst into being <laughs> and, and flourishing here. And, and it has everything to do with our everyday lives. Then Heaven is God's reality. It's God's space, so, so to speak. And it's from which all things flow, mm-hmm. all things that are good and, and, and strong and holy and, and true. And so what we're, what we're then doing every day in our daily lives is learning to live as people who really are in God's presence, like really, here, now. We are in the presence of the reigning Lord Jesus and yes. the Holy Spirit and of the Father, you know, our King, and we're learning to live for his purposes in the various places he's put us. And, that's, and we expect to see the water bring life, because the Spirit who reigns, who quickens our mortal bodies, is working through us to cause the fruit of the kingdom from heaven to burst forth in these desert places. That's mm-hmm. that's Christianity. And 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 this Lord that enables us by his spirit, um, it's a good idea to think and be reminded that he's watching us. He's yeah. watching how we respond to our brothers and sisters. He's watching how we respond to those who are not yet our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And I often fall flat on my face here and and he's mm-hmm. he's um He's keeping he's keeping a record a record as it were and thank God through the Lord Jesus Christ our sins are washed away and at the same time I need to repent when I fall down in my sin and and get back up yep. again by his strength and keep going he's he's right there isn't he Yeah well that's right I think that's one of the things about this kind of despatializing de- yeah. Our view of heaven is that it allows you to to kind of start connecting to what you just said, which is that God isn't out there, up there, and you know, some days maybe He just takes His eye off things down here. You know, it's God is with us, hmm. and so we're told, "Don't grieve the Holy Spirit." Right. But but and this is important: the eye of this God upon us, who's more present to us than we are to ourselves, as one writer said, mm-hmm. His eye upon us is the eye of grace, as you said. I mean, Christ. Yeah. Our sins are washed away. <laughs> so we're, we're, we stand righteous before this God, even as we are sinning. That's just astonishing to think about. And so yeah. we hate sin and turn against it because it doesn't please our Father. But it's not like our you know getting our act together is what secures us in His favor. So that's just so much going on here. Now, this stuff is all interrelated in my simple mind. Um, when I do my work during the day, no matter what the work is, I find it's helpful for me to think about the fact that uh, Jesus is Lord over what I'm doing. He's Lord over um, everything and what other people are doing. And if they do it for his honor and glory, he will bless that work and use yeah. it in some way I don't understand to advance his kingdom. He's he's advancing Amen. his kingdom. It's hard to believe, but it's true, right? Amen. Well, that's actually what's kind of got me through the last 12 months. <laughs> you know, right. This is, this is the first time in my life that I've actually felt like the world is going a little, like, crazy, crazy. That's right. 
and and it's helped me for the last 12 months just to remember every single day god is working exactly in this oh yeah it, like in covid and everything else that's gone on god is building his kingdom so all i need to get focused on is in my little corner how do i cooperate yes and and can i interrupt also when we find that there's an injustice according to God's law, mm. it doesn't mean that we should ignore it and duck our heads in the sand and say, oh, God's Absolutely. got this. No, it, the very fact that he's ruling and reigning, he ordains proximate means, right? Yeah. And so he wants us involved, I believe, is the answer. I'm with you. I mean, it's not. this doesn't make you passive. Right. It enables you to be constructively active, but it also enables you to not have a sort of sovereignty complex on one hand, or yeah. a kind of a kind of weird detachment like, well, you know, it doesn't make any difference because what really matters is going to heaven. It's that latter one that kind of got us into this discussion, but thanks for mm-hmm. pointing the, both extremes out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, the Church has kind of, you know, toggled back and forth between those, I think, a lot <laughs> over the centuries, and will continue to. But, you know, somewhere in the middle there is the fact that God rules and reigns. That means we have something to do here and now. No. It matters. That's right. Now, I can't believe the time has slipped away the way it has, and we're out of time. So um, maybe someone would like to follow up on this a little bit more. You mentioned a book. Dallas Willard wrote The Divine Conspiracy. One more reference and a website where they can look you up, Pastor Ben Miller. There's a great little video in, on the Bible Project website um, called, I think, just Heaven and Earth. That's worth looking at. It's a little visual that's helpful. And if people want to you know, contact me, opcpastor at gmail.com, or they can visit our website, trinitychurchlongisland.com, and would love to have you visit or uh, come see us sometime. That's right. I forgot that uh, email address. It's it's um, it's unbelievable. There's a lot of OPC pastors around, and you're the only guy that's got <laughs> opcpastor at gmail.com. <laughs> I got in early. What can I say? Oh, that's great. And um, so, yeah, so they can look you up. And that website again once more. Uh, TrinityChurchLongIsland.com is our website. The other one I mentioned is just the Bible Project, their video on heaven and earth. Very good. Very good. We've been talking today with Pastor Ben Miller of Trinity Church. Pastor Ben, God bless you, my brother. Keep up the great work, and uh, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a joy, Dan. Thank you. Dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer. 